Attention! The movie guys love movies, and we recorded this episode a week in advance, so any comments about the Oscar nominations are purely conjecture. But I think we can say congratulations to multiple nominees. Birdman. And. Boyhood. You really think Boyhood's going to take it home? I mean, we're probably right there, right? Yeah, sure. I don't know. American Sniper might come in at the last second and snipe it out. But to say that Birdman and Boyhood. Our multiple nominees is not a stretch. But what are you no. predicating this on? I mean, what is your... Well, all the pre-award uh, awards. The Golden Globes? Yeah. And the, the Critic Awards and the Guild Awards. Oh, there's others? Okay. Oh, there's tons, yeah. <laughs> and if you're doing the math... I don't go to Do movies Do you much. live in Los Angeles? <laughs> if you're doing the math, Boyhood and Birdman are, are cleaning up. In fact, to see the Grand Budapest Hotel beat Birdman for Best Comedy or Musical at the Globes was the night's biggest upset as far as I'm concerned. I thought Birdman was such a critical hit. But, well, once you know, again, these, I didn't go, so... But these guys are foreign, so what do they know? What do you think was a better movie? I like Grand Budapest Hotel better. It was more satisfying. I did, too. They're both uh, artistically super risky and creative and inventive, you know, And but Budapest Hotel made me laugh more, and in the end, just I was more satisfied. We talked about this on last week's show. Then, yes. then Birdman? Uh, then Birdman, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, but that is also crazy inventive. So it's tough, you're, you know, it's tough to compare the two when they're going inventive in different directions. One's really wanting to be artsy and heady and thoughtful. The other one's just going to be complete lunacy. And I often Are you uh, saying I, 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 noticed, I, I opt for oh, lunacy. Yesterday I realized that the Grand Budapest Hotel, the movie, is like a big cupcake. <laughs> well, is. here's the thing, right? Paul. And that, how satisfying is a cupcake? Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. But when you, just, a big one. when you just gave those two right? descriptions... I didn't know which one you were referring to was doing which. <laughs> That's why I want to make sure the second one was That's more. That's right, because they're so So which one close. were you saying was? Birdman was the first The heady bear that was Birdman. Art, okay, the yeah. artistic one was Birdman. Yeah, yeah. And then the. And the cupcake one was. Okay. And the let's be honest. The ending of Birdman can mm-hmm. leave you with a lot of quite unsatisfied. Yeah. A lot of questions. Impressed. Unlike a cupcake. Unlike a cupcake. Exactly. But not necessarily <laughs> satisfied. It, it, it should have ended with the uh, applause. Yeah, <laughs> like in theater. The credits. That the credits should have nice. rolled. Without that should have been the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah without it should have ended with the movie. That, you, that's not, no one knows what that means, right? No one knows anything <laughs> no, that no, you're no. talking what about, Eddie. Means. No, one, no applause. one knows what applause is. It's a French word. <laughs> yeah. There are tons of theories about what happens after the applause. Yeah. Anyway. Right. We'll about uh, welcome anyway. to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. I just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in beautiful downtown Burbank. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week on iTunes, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Funny or Die, PulpEpic.com, Stitcher, Player.fm, and of course, TheMovieGuys.net, absolutely free. And if you, uh, we encourage you to subscribe, because if you do, still... No charge. Oh, wow. That's a bargain. Yeah, it's really We're also cheap. on WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. Your hosts for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves include myself, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. Is this the first time you're seeing me naked? And Karen Volpe. <laughs> oh, that Ferris Bueller, he's a righteous dude. And sitting in the whole show is actor Eddie Jemison. Hey! hey! You already heard him uh, chime in here a little bit. Eddie Jemison, uh, he has 60-plus credits on IMDb, ranging from Ocean's Eleven and Bruce Almighty to NCIS and Hung on television. That's where I knew him from. From Hung? 
Have you home. seen me? Clearly. This is the first time you've seen me naked. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen you naked. <laughs> well, I've I've been I've just spent an hour in the green room calling him Eddie Jameson. So a good friend of mine. <laughs> a lot of not the first time I'm sure. Good friend right? of mine. Yeah, Every yeah. day, my wife calls me Eddie Jameson. <laughs> You're like you wanted to well, marry could... Jameson, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. But you she got gets Eddie right. Fine. <laughs> Sometimes you go on her Facebook. This is hot, dude. That's a Jameson. You're like son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but Eddie has one directing credit, one writing credit, and one producing credit up there on IMDb, all listing what is obviously his debut in those categories as one of the creative forces behind the film that's been a film festival darling, King of Herrings. Yay! Yes. And yes. if you're paying attention to a little thing called the internet, it's sweeping the internet. There you go. I can't get on the internet without hearing... Honestly, I'm not just jerking you off on this one. It feels Thank like God. every time... Go to the YouTube channel if you want to see <laughs> this that. This is why though. we have a camera. Yeah. Uh, no, it feels like every time I log on to something, it's yeah. I'm hearing about this. Oh, no, so. That's me doing that. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, that's right. <laughs> You're on Facebook. You're stalking me on Facebook. Yeah, because by the time the show airs, it will have been a couple of days available on VOD. What uh, VOD specifically do you think? Uh, iTunes. Does that count? It does? Yeah. That's on the internet. Apple TV, Amazon, Google Play. That's great. All right, so the big ones. Yeah, Yeah, you're not going to miss it. The regular ones, yeah. When you're jumping on there, hopefully it comes across your face and you check it out because that's our recommendation to watch if you're at home. Now, if you must go out to the theater... For a new release in January, uh, well, we're here to prep you for what's out there as well, including Strange Magic, which looks like one of those commercials where they animate germs. (laughs) The new Jennifer Lopez thriller, The Boy Next Door, which Perv Magazine is calling Creeptastic. Mordecai with Johnny Depp, which looks like James Bond meets Inspector Clouseau, minus Rowan Atkinson. Oh, that's bad. And later in the show... Outside, it's just dark, cold, death. One by one. Tell it's important because of the horns. Yeah. Oh, Bong makes an appearance. Even in January, Bong shows up. Bron- Bong works all year long. It doesn't matter. That guy does not miss a beat. Lots of Bongs in that trailer. That is Black Sea. Now, I've seen this trailer, so I have no idea what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a submarine, but. Yeah. Black Sea? Bong. You didn't get Black Sea's plot? I don't think I did. Like I watched a lot of trailers in the guys, past 24 they're hours. They're from Scotland. Well, that's there's where you lost me. There's a, a <laughs> I get inherent boat vice, at, but the, this? at the bottom of the North Sea with Nazi gold. Oh, in that's it. this yeah, movie. Yeah, oh, that's okay. Yes, yes. You know, Nazi gold. I'm with you now. Everybody with knows you now. Nazi gold. I thought we were talking about Black Hat. You know, whenever the economy starts to get a little crazy, all you see on Fox News is them selling Nazi gold. <laughs> so you should be all over this. <laughs> I have that record. We buy Nazi, Nazi gold. gold is a great record. I don't know if you. <laughs> So good. It's real. It's it, they all don't. The hits are all on the hits it. are on yeah. it. What's on the B side? <laughs> there's there's a there's what? a shop down the street that that says we buy Nazi gold, which I, I thought know. was a weird thing. Wait, no, it's not weird. Nazi gold for cash, right? That's yep. the big uh, that's the big scam now. In case you're wondering who that is, that's Bart Caius. Bart Caius. Those of you who've heard the show before might know him as Lee Caius, but it's a new year and we're going back to the original name yes. for our fine movie. Guy it's here. always been my name. I've just not used it. Something to do How's with the that? IRS. You tried going Hollywood, mob, right? I tried sure. going Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> and the chicks seemed to like Lee better, and that worked out for a while. I don't know. Yeah, Bart makes us think of Simpsons. Southern, is it? Lee. Lee. Like a general. Yeah, Bart Lee. Yeah, yes, not you. Okay. Okay, good. Is it Bart? Like Bartholomew? That is the end of it. I can tell you the story as to how it ended up. No, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> kidding. I'm totally no, no. kidding. <laughs> no, very quickly, my, my great grandfather's name was uh, um, Bartley. 
uh, B-A-R-T-L-E-Y. And my father's name is Lee. And the parents had decided that all the children were going to have Lee as a middle name. Okay, so Lee was my middle name straight out of the gate, no matter what ha- what so happened. Bartley Lee didn't. Exactly. My mom didn't want to name <laughs> oh, me Bartley Lee. Yeah. So, and then she figured out, wait a minute, I get them both, and if I just separate them. And so then, because so. you don't like That's your cool. mother, you changed it? Oh. No. Well, you know what? That's funny you mentioned right? that because because when I did, I, I made I the change. I made uh-huh. the change, and I made the change for the stage show. So back home, they, they no one knew the stage show. Um, but when we started doing this, my sister started listening to the <gasps> show, and she calls me up one night, and I I was just I'm waiting for that you. phone call. I was waiting for the phone call where she said, "Did you change your name?" And I said, "Yeah." I just I said just for the show, and she said. Does mom and dad know? See? And I said no. I'm uh, fortunately it didn't Sister's go over. Smart. Yeah. Well, I, I anticipated some backlash. I mean, if I had changed it to Judy, I think that would have been fine. I think mom would have been fine. Is that, that her was my name? Other, that was my mother's name. Oh. <laughs> still is, still is. She's still with. Is that common where uh, all the kids Judy. get the same middle name? In Ohio, it might be. We're from Ohio. You have a sister, right? Yeah, Lisa Lee, which is real hillbilly. She's lucky they didn't pick Ralph or something. Well, we were supposed to be Paul and Laura. Those are nice names. Paul Lee and Laura Lee. That would be weird if you're Paul's Paul. That's a terrible name. That's terrible. It's horrible. Name. Does it have a ring? Oh, I'm Paul. I'm you can Paul. just hear that, right? You just hear that? I'm yeah. right here. Oh, <laughs> right here. Do you, you have, have your headphones thing on? in front of you so we can't <laughs> see. We can see you. You're hiding. You're at, the, you're at the angle and everything. All right, enough of this. Uh, let's get on to our first film of the week. It is Bye. Strange if Magic. We have to. Strange Magic. And we're probably the first people to really tell you that this is a thing, despite George <laughs> Lucas's name being thrown around as one of the people behind the film. I haven't heard much of it. So, uh, Bart. That's me. Let's do this. That background is on crack. Did you pop it, pop it, pop pop, pop. That's Xanadu for you. That's crazy. Well, congratulations, Disney. You also bought this. As Strange Magic is a 3D computer animated movie from Lucasfilm, who brought you Star Wars. But after looking at the trailer for this, it's important to remember, also brought you Howard the Duck. Yes, there is nothing sadder than a 3D computer animated movie released in January. The home of The Nut Job, mm. Hoodwink 2, and that one where the garden gnomes do stuff. And then for... Oh, wait oh, a second. Oh, oh, Uh-oh. No, here we go. Oh, we've sounded an alarm. Oh, you know what that shit. means. Brace yourself, Eddie. It's a drill. Yep. Yes. Before we go any further with the preview of Strange Magic, we have to go over our checklist of kids' movie tropes. Okay. Okay, good. okay now let's get through this list as quick as we can so we can get on with this preview. Here we go. All right, is it animated? Uh, Check. Is there a princess? Yep. Magic? Yes. Monsters? Monsters, got them. Right, does it take place in the forest? Forest, check, Paul. Elves, wizards, and the like? Plenty of the like, check. It's a big old hodgepodge of whatever the fuck. Is that the same thing? Yep. Good. Battle of good versus evil? Of course. All right, somebody needs rescuing? Yes. Is it a girl? Yes. All right. Nazi gold? Nope, none at all. <laughs> all right, well, that's later. We'll get uh-huh. Okay, great. I think we're good. We're all set. Good. Checklist I'm glad we complete. passed that. That makes me nervous. Yeah, that's like sometimes. before you set sail, you have to go through the uh, you got to get to your muster station. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So good. Okay. Well, you know, strange magic, speaking of musters, musters up ah! just enough energy <laughs> to be about goblins, elves, and fairies, uh. and then clearly thinks that's enough and its work is done, because this trailer makes less sense than a razor head. <laughs> Here's a clip. Here for yourself. Kids everywhere are wanting to see this movie. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's based on Midsummer Night's Dream. It's this says. is what I found what? out. What? Oh, I missed that completely. Yeah. It, well, you, you wouldn't get that oh, okay. from watching it. <laughs> yeah. I've read that. I did too. Oh my God. Well, well I, I like that it. story. That's now like, that you say that, I hear that in the trailer. Me too. Because, you know, <laughs> bottoms up to spitting. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the big points on the Wikipedia page, but the trailer avoids that entirely. Well, <laughs> yeah. we don't want anyone to think that you have to read it. I mean, it is based on a book. So. Well, with all the bizarre moments of the trailer where gnomes and forest creatures and fairies are inexplicably singing pop songs, sure. no one is singing strange magic. <laughs> if any of the effects in Star Wars Episode Seven aren't up to par, you can blame this movie for appropriating some industrial light and magic staff. Uh-oh. This is touted as from the mind of George Lucas. Mm. So let's find out what's going on in that mind of his. Okay, Wow. <laughs> well, that is disappointing, but I suppose I suppose from the mind of George Lucas is a bet is better for a kids movie than say from the mind of Bart Caius, where strange magic might conjure up images of a pointy-titted voodoo priestess going down on me in the Palace of Mystery at the Magic Castle. <laughs> True story. Lucas has said for years that he's I going to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to too. <laughs> Lucas has said for years that he's going to retire and make art films, tone poems, and visual collages. This must be that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now I usually give George George Lucas a pass because once you've created Star Wars, Pixar, digital editing, and industrial light and magic, you really don't owe me anything. But still, fuck this guy. <laughs> All right. I just to say it looks great. That trailer, it really is what it, it, well, whatever. The fact, the fact that you <laughs> yeah. illuminated us on the on That's, the that is uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Midsummer Night's Dream, yeah. It gives only a little bit of clarity to what the hell's going yeah, on. Yeah, because now I know why there's fairies. I think it's just yeah. That's all. That's it gives all it. I. The, you know. Now I know why it takes place in the summer. I saw all these ones, and they're all kind of. I'd see them all. This is the one I would never see, and mm. I, the only one I will see. Because all I see is kids' movies. Oh. Right. Oh, no. So I will see, I will see this. Yeah. Well, let I'll us know back. how that goes. Please <laughs> come back. I'll bring come back, my tell script us how it goes. of uh, Shakespeare's Midsummer. Maybe you should bring your scene. kids and they can tell us if they liked it. Oh, We've never gotten a review about these movies from an actual kid's perspective. Yeah, we're not the demographic, and sometimes we do crap all over these movies, but this one does look bad. It does. It does. Like, like Big Hero 6 looked great. Mm-hmm. Lego Movie looked great. Uh, you know, How to Train Your Dragon awesome. 2 looked great. But um, This does look like just a hodgepodge of everything we think children like in their movies goblins forests good evil princesses you know snarky prince uh good looking guy did anybody get kicked in the crotch in the trailer any nut shots paul no No? shoot okay that usually is a go-to football to the groin is always a way to go plenty of slapstick but no groin shots that Mm -hmm. i'm aware of but this movie reminds me (laughs) this movie reminds me of that film epic which came out last oh, year. yes. And had similar that animation, come out. perhaps even better. Have you seen that there, No, Mr. I didn't see it. I, I, the only kids we've had didn't see it. Okay, so when the kids say, we want to see Strange Magic, Magic get epic and watch that. <laughs> they won't and know. they won't oh, know no. the damn difference. They can't read yet. They won't they know won't the damn know. difference. And you'll have a better time as the, as <laughs> the parents. They can read? Oh, how old are they? I eight. Got, oh, eight. They better be reading. 14 and 20. <laughs> we don't have kids. They can read. We don't have kids. My eight. kids can't read. Eight's reading eight. can't read. Ah, oh dear, sorry. Uh, Epic is good. Okay, got it. Excellent. Yeah. Good. Well, it's good a little, but it's also a little stodgy. It's not quite as wacky. And now I watch the Strange Magic trailer. And I'm like, wow, I miss the sort of stodgy, yeah, no sort kidding. of the, the pride and the majestic storytelling of it all. You know, I do actually. Instead of this, looks like, hey, we're going to do that, but uh, wacky shit. <laughs> so, I don't know. 
Yeah, this kind of was uh, Lucas saying, look, Disney, you bought Lucasfilm, you get Star Wars, but you also get this, motherfuckers. <laughs> Read the copy, go the fuck home, you're part of the Star Wars universe, shut the fuck up, <laughs> S- suck my dick, fuck my fat neck. Fuck my fat <laughs> neck. That's, uh, I believe, uh, is that... The great uh, Ike Barinholtz. Ike Barinholtz. <laughs> he was on the show and he was talking about George Lucas. Oh, fuck, fuck my, my fat neck. neck. Go home. But the real question is, why January? Well, I think we know the answer to this one. And is it really from the mind of George Lucas? Did George Lucas really... It's from his fat neck. His fat it's neck. from the fat neck. It's from the neck of George. Okay, here. It's January. Is it January? It's coming. You know, maybe they put it in January once because it is being dumped. I do believe that might be this case, but also maybe... It might be a little war of uh, of, of wills, you know? Like, Lucas is like, you get Star Wars. Man, you got to release another thing I had going. And mm. Disney's like, okay, we will. In January. Ah, you sons. And they'll have this sort of... Yeah, I don't have another excuse. I can't think of a good one. Who's Who's the writing credit on this? Not sure. Oh, oh, God. I, oh. Oh, oh, William Shakespeare, of course. Oh. William Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was I think? <laughs> All right, screw it. On to our second yeah, film. Yeah, good enough. Now, this is just the opposite uh, of this uh, lighthearted romp. It's a domestic thriller. Ooh. Body doubles get ready to get back to work because Jennifer Lopez is getting naked. Mm. <laughs> you might even say that she's had enough of the boy next door. <laughs> Karen, let's get Geely with it. Typical boy meets J-Lo, boy has sex with J-Lo, boy grows obsessed with J-Lo story, which is also the plot description of the documentary about Jennifer Lopez's backup dancers. IMDb has clearly not watched this trailer. Here is their synopsis of the plot of this movie. A divorced woman falls in love with a young man who moves in next door. No! <laughs> that, that's, that's not what happens at all, IMDb. No. Please pay more attention. What happens is that some MILF bangs a 17-year-old boy and the boy loses his mind and becomes obsessed with having sex with Jennifer Lopez. That's what happens. <laughs> the boy next door, Noah, starts to mess with Lopez's well-being by hacking her computer and adding himself to her classroom student list. He then decorates her classroom with black and white copies of the two of them having sex. But, unbelievable cliches, the movie doesn't stop there. And instead gives us printed color images of them having sex. Ooh. In case those incriminating black and white ones didn't do the trick the first time. Excellent. And making his case as an interior decorator in case obsessed psychopath doesn't pan out. The movie is wrought with innuendos, so let's play a few. There was a big thunderstorm. You guys didn't get it up there? No, dry as a bone at the lake. What? Oh, it got pretty wet here. Uh, oh, here's another one. Okay. Do you want to take a cookie for the road? Love your mother's cookies. So dirty. Oh, wait, here's another. Here's another. Did you send an email from my account? Sounds like you've been hacked. You should really change your password. Well, maybe not that last one, but you get what movie is driving at. We're on to you, movie. I may not have picked the director of Daylight and the Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, Rob Cohen, for this project, but then again, why not? The real horror of this film is that John Corbett's hair is too gray. The makeup department needs to get some Grecian formula. With the millions of dollars spent here, why can't you send a PA to Walmart? This is not how you play John Corbett. You get jeans, a t-shirt, dark hair. That's how you play John Corbett. And he should know better. He's John Corbett. Let's... If anyone, John Corbett should know how to look like John Corbett. That dude I... was hair. He was hair. He was hair? 
I mean, remember his hair? He I know. His he had hair, that long hair. Yeah. Beautiful hair, and he had brown hair. Now, I understand it's, you know, people get older, but come on. You got to be John Corbett if you're going to be in a movie. That's the biggest problem I have with the trailer. And what a great career turn, because he played a radio host in uh, Alaska. What was the Alaska movie? Uh, Northern, uh, Northern Exposure. Northern oh, Exposure. Yeah. And he played the DJ, mm-hmm. and he parlayed that into a ton of voiceover work. Oh, did he? He's uh, done so right. much more of that than actual acting Maybe after he that doesn't show. Really? Yeah, he's yeah. the voice of a ton of things. He's going back in on uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, too. Oh, oh good. He's, uh, he's on board, I believe. God, I hope he dyes his hair. <laughs> <laughs> that will not work for me if he and is get all gray. Extensions, right? Because he has to res- get it like it was. It's all disappointing. Yeah. Is it a sequel? It literally called My Big Fat Creek Wedding Tour. Or is it my title? I don't know, but I would be fat divorce. Yeah. More often than not, I see franchises just want to keep the original title in there. Yeah. Thing, you know. Maybe their kids are getting married. Oh, look who's getting fat Greek wedding now. Their, it could <laughs> be their getting... big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> you know what's amazing is when. The Phantom Menace came out, and they said, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, just in case you don't know it's a Star Wars. Yeah, like, it's only the most talked about movie for 20, in the last 20 years. Yeah. We know it's a Star just, Wars movie. They should have just called it Star Wars One, or you're saying they should have the just Phantom called Menace. it Phantom Menace. Out. The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. We know these are Star Wars movies. I want you to know that for Christmas, I got Paul the movie Geely, just so that he could be a completist of bad movies. Yeah, she went out, and uh, if you ever go to Big Lots and you want to just buy some DVDs, they're like two bucks a piece. You can buy a pile of them for somebody for, that's uh, fun. for a gift. Most Especially of them are Geely, but you can buy a whole pile of them. <laughs> what else they was in really that pile? Are. Date night? Date night. Uh, the one with... Singles, which singles, I love. which was good, and that was in a com- compilation. With home fries. Yeah. But you don't get to pick your movies. That's the thing. They just give you a bag of movies, and they go, hey, two bucks, <laughs> Here's your man. bag of movies. Here's your bag of movies. Get, your bag get of out. Movies. A sack of films. <laughs> but of course, like well, every other feature here... Why January? <laughs> I don't think there's the any question, question answers itself. Yeah, this yeah. question seemed more relevant with something like Black Hat. No. I think this one is uh, pretty much comfortable you know, here. I do want to point out that I like J Lo, Jennifer Lopez, when she plays a regular person because she's so beautiful that her regular people are off the charts beautiful, but they're not. Sle- sleazy like I think she's gorgeous in this but I don't like it when she gets all sexed up and looks slutty when did that happen oh like whenever she does her music videos and stuff oh. I don't like that all Is the she... red carpets when she's got her you know her green dress, dress. cut down or her yeah. belly button yeah. you know I mean, it's, it's sort that's... of glamorous I guess but I, when she's just like like when she's made in America or whatever that was mm-hmm. made, made, made of honor made, made in America so cute made in Manhattan made in Manhattan. Manhattan so cute made in America was Whoopi Goldberg oh, that's <laughs> different that's a big goodbye boner <laughs> oh whoopi she's wearing a rising neckline I hope <laughs> I remember when we watched this trailer Bart you uh Said, here, I need to sit this kid down and tell him how oh, to get God, things he's done. He totally fucked this up, man. He totally explain, screwed. Explain to him. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. He, he's a victim of his own hormones. I mean, any 17 year old would, would probably slip into this coma of pussy that clearly is what happened to him. But he should have just milked this for the next however long. It could have been the occasional banging out JLo, but nope, he has to go full bore. Oh, right. And he gets a little too greedy. All the and eggs scares, in one basket. Yeah, he scares too. her away. You know, he should have. Scares her away. He's putting pictures of her, naked pictures. Yeah. Of her. It seems like there's hundreds of them in that room. Yeah, because. At she that could age, lose her job. so if if he had played it Crazy. cool and he had been, hey man, no, not a problem. Hey, I understand you I'm made a right mistake. Next door. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm not going to pressure next door. you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Come on over. Yeah, but no women. He should have sold the convenience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. Sorry, Within walking distance. Make your point. Make your no, point. No, the point is. <laughs> 
women that age, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. from what I've read, if he had played it cool, would have been so impressed with how mature he was. I've read. She, I've read. She would have been know. like, we need to do this again, because clearly you can handle this. So we'll do this whenever I want to do this, and he would have had also, a whole... Also, honestly... True. It's true, yeah. But, you, I, but you're 17, you can't think that way. When I knew 17-year-old boys, when I was 17, they didn't look like that. That is no 17-year-old well, boy. it's the milk and the hormones in the milk. <laughs> is that it? Because I promise you, if girls look like they did and when I went to... Like the girls today in high school, if they looked that way when I went to high school, somebody would have gotten pregnant. So they have like <laughs> model model juice Well, then the they're milk? just... No, they're right. like a model. He's like a model. I agree with Eddie. He's like... Oh, yeah. And they walk around uh, naked. Helmsworth. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Have you been to high school lately? Anyway, no. It's like boner factory. Uh, <laughs> All right, this is... Uh, maybe this is revealing too much. Yeah. When they get naked for the first time, when she says, have, So have, you've seen this? Have you seen me naked? No, I saw the trailer. <laughs> have you seen me have naked? You seen <laughs> got, but is it, you can tell it's your first time. Because yes. they're saying something like, yeah. No, no regrets. Uh, just you Don't and me. Don't stop. Yeah. All right. And she's got like these underpants that no school teacher would be wearing. It <laughs> wasn't even a date. <laughs> They're Wait just, a minute. But current school teachers, I mean, every week in the news, one sleeping with their kid. And he's yeah. got a good point. I mean, because maybe if she was in class, but they, she was as just a woman, those are not, papers. Those underwear you put on because you know they're going to come off soon, they're not comfortable. Like oh. when you're grading papers, you're not wearing that. You're wearing comfortable <laughs> cotton panties. I know that grading, Mrs. Mrs. Right? Mrs. Sensible, sensible paper, paper grading, grading panties. <laughs> Where's my paper grading granny panties? Uh, they don't have to be granny, but they're I not. got to do some <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mrs. Gerdemeller from Riverside uh, Elementary would never wear those. Gerdemeller. Right oh nice. Yeah. It was third Shit. grade. Fourth grade oh. was Mr. Gerdemeller. But my oh question my is not not well, why yes. January. Yes. My question is why does JLo do this movie? There's got to be yeah. several scripts on her desk. This is the one she goes uh, with? Is she trying to define a brand? Because she's done a couple of these sort of woman wronged type movies, right? But it's also been a while. Is it some kind of a throwback, like old fashioned 80s kind of sex? It, obsessive thriller and it, it kind of classes like, her up a little bit. Yeah, I think so. It like keeps no, you sexy too. No good deed was a hit. She still gets to be um, an object of, of attention and someone's lust and that's got to be in her wheelhouse. It seems impo- not only in her wheelhouse but important to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm making that's judgmental maybe but. And to me. Oh <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Fine. All right. Listen, our, our third good film. Well she just wants to if she She's, if the kid kept this up like you were mm-hmm. saying uh, Bart then it would be more double entendres. Oh, yeah. It would be like triple, quadruple entendres. And that I would watch more of. Our third film is Mordecai with Johnny Depp, but it also looks animated, (laughs) like Strange Magic, but I don't believe it is. We'll let you know at the end of the preview. Bart, let's talk about it. Mind you don't cut yourself, Mordecai. Johnny Depp does what he does best by playing another character we've never seen before. This time, his name is Charlie Mordecai. Mordecai is a charming, mustachioed art dealer who is tasked with retrieving a stolen painting. Uh, Does the painting contain the secret to a hidden treasure? It's a movie, isn't it? There you go. Yes, Paul, much like the Grand Budapest Hotel and every movie, the painting isn't as valuable as what it contains. I guess there aren't a lot of art lovers in early script development. Mordecai also borrows Johnny ah. Depp's wardrobe from Wes Anderson Good. and Ewan McGregor, who's never been in a Wes Anderson movie, but should be. Mm-hmm. 
Mordecai must charm his way around the globe with his personal Jason Statham, played by Paul Bettany. Mordecai's a foppish James Bond with one difference. This James Bond is henpecked by his wife, played by Gwyneth Paltrow, who keeps an eye on all of his eyes when Olivia <laughs> Munn's cleavage enters the picture. Oh. Several seconds before Olivia Munn herself. Ooh. <laughs> but the fireworks really fly when Mordecai hatches a plan, maybe not his strong suit, to steal the painting from the crooks first and then hold it for ransom for a reward. A plan that requires skill and smarts. Too bad he's lacking these. <laughs> what treasure does a painting hold? The location of Nazi <gasps> gold. Oh, Nazi gold. The best kind of gold. Yeah. Yeah, that's good gold. Might as well give Johnny Depp a British character to play, because whatever character you give him, <laughs> he'll end up British anyway. Yeah. Doesn't seem too weird, though, because he's acting alongside Gwyneth Paltrow, who pretends to be British for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp is like the anti-Tom Cruise. Now, I've said it before. Tom Cruise is the best Tom Cruise out there. And if you want Tom Cruise in your movie, you cannot do better than Tom Cruise. Johnny Depp is similar in that he's the he's the best at playing anything but Johnny Depp. If you don't want Johnny Depp in your movie, then you can't do better than Johnny Depp. He will be the furthest, furthest thing from Johnny Depp. At least we think. I mean, who knows what this guy is really like. There you go. That was good, actually. Love that. I love Tom Cruise. I do, too. You love Tom Cruise? Okay, you can stay. I like Johnny Depp better. You're allowed to stay. Oh, oh yeah? I think he's talented. Yeah, Johnny Depp? Of course. Oh, absolutely. He's, yeah. he's an absolute chameleon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's cool. I don't think any so of us cool. really know what he's like, which I like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know like what him. his voice sounds like. No, and they put him in these animated movies, which makes me laugh because they'll say in voice talents of Johnny Depp. I, well, I don't know what he sounds like. Oh, I see. So, yeah. I mean, Oprah, I know who that is, and I know what, you know, like Philip Seymour Hoffman would sound like, but Johnny Depp. Not a very distinctive voice because he's always doing characters. Yeah, and so when he brought his voice yeah. to Rango, it was a character. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, the dialect and everything. That's cool. He needs a hit, Johnny Depp. Is January where he's going to get it? Because uh, why January if Johnny Depp needs a hit? I, are you suggesting that Johnny's in a slump or? Yeah, I'm yeah. suggesting Long Ranger was a notable. He was just tank. in Into the Woods. Into the Woods was a hit. Uh, perhaps not because of him. No, but he had a tiny part in it. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. He had one song. He was okay. Yeah, but uh, it, I don't why know. isn't this movie a hit? It could be, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. but will it be in January? Duh. And will it be any good? That's, I mean, again, they're not. If this were great, I'm sure we'd see it in May. You know, here's our big Johnny Depp summer movie with. The chick from Avengers this and the guy you just, loved in Star Wars. And it just feels like a movie that would come out in the winter, though. I don't know why. Hmm. It feels a little like The Tourist. You see the movie The Tourist? Yes, not a hit. No. No, but funny movie, good movie. Yeah. And that's a movie that actually... Is it really good? It's a very that good... Got, it, that got a lot of, that got a lot of bad flack. Here's the thing about The Tourist. It's, it's an okay movie for uh, all but the last 10 minutes. And then the last 10 minutes, it becomes a really good movie. Hmm. Like a really good movie. In the last ten minutes, but mm. it seems to have that same sensibility of him as an actor. I remember you saying that, and no yeah. one else has ever mentioned that about this movie. Have you seen it? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, no. so you have not seen the last ten minutes, is what you're saying? No. Okay. And I, but I just haven't anyone told me, oh, do you, this about it. That's movie what guy they Steve say Lewis about will back me up. Lone Ranger. The last ten minutes oh. is the best part of that movie. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The scene. Yeah. But yes. the, that the reason that's the best part of that movie is that it's just a fun sequence 
where in the tourist, the last 10 minutes really changes the complexion of everything you've just watched for wow. the first 70. So when you go to Mordecai, just show up an hour and a half late. <laughs> <You'll be Yeah>. <laughs> just walk in. <clears throat> You'll be fine. No, but I, I enjoy pl- watching him play what characters. What is Johnny Depp's next movie? Do we know? After this? Mm-hmm. Mordecai 2. Ha, let's hope. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That would um, be great. The Tourist 2? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. This just seems like filler. Yeah, perhaps. It seems like a, he was going for like a Austin Powers kind of character-driven, complete mm. nutty character-driven yeah. comedy. Yeah, I think they're just having but fun. But it's not, not, maybe not nutty enough or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it remains like to be seen. To be a bit, to be... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you. I'm just going to talk about his mustache. Seems to be <laughs> all the character is based on. But of course, I'm just basing that on the trailer. There's a lot of mustache action. A lot of acting, stash. What were we calling that? Stash acting? Stash acting. Stash acting. <laughs> yes. Stash acting. Yeah. Have you He's not so worked dr- with Johnny Depp? No. Oh, okay. That's the one person. <laughs> Whatever, man. Would you right? like to? Who would you like to work with more than anybody else in the world? And you've worked with some big names. And you're sitting next to me right now. Yes. Keep so you can mind. scratch that off your list. Oh, now, you Bill Murray would be a good choice. This, yeah. <laughs> We're not even to your section of the show yet, so think about, yeah, I'll think about it. Yeah, I'll think about it. We got other jokes to do. Right, we'll but Bill Murray's the answer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Murray. All right. Write that down. All right, let's get to our final film. Oh, wait. Let me just say yes. this uh, Mordecai is written by and directed, I believe, <clears throat> by David Kep, who I totally trust because he made Jurassic Park, and I totally distrust because he made Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. In our final film, we get more movie adventures with the original J-Law, Jude. <laughs> it's the submarine thriller Black Sea. Karen, let's do it. You know that music, don't you? Probably yeah, seen this 100 million times with the kids. Yeah, In Black Sea, a submarine captain finds himself without a job. So he goes to Craigslist to find a new one. No, I'm kidding. He instead partners with some shady sailors in search of a submarine wreck thought to contain a fortune. Let's listen to a clip. Last year, I went out to the Black Sea. We found something. One of Hitler's U-boats is just sitting on the seabed. Full of gold. Yes! Oh! Woohoo! Yes. Man, I was worried for a second there. Nazi Gold Week (laughs) continues. Here's a movie that combines everyone's two biggest fears, drowning and Nazis. Finding treasure at the bottom of the sea is nothing original. Same with finding Nazi gold as witnessed by Mordecai. But finding Nazi gold at the bottom of the sea... That's a movie. <laughs> this is from award-winning <laughs> Academy Award-winning director Kevin McDonald. Look! Citizen Kane! It was Citizen Kane! It was Citizen Kane! It was Citizen Kane! No, I, I'm sorry. I think there was a guy from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, yeah. I, for a second I thought, holy shit, he directed this movie? It's no. uh, actually Kevin MacDonald. Oh. It's a slight difference there. The director of The Last King of Scotland. Now this is a submarine of many dialects. Ooh, Take a listen. I've been working on submarines for nearly 30 years. I lost my family to this job. We've got to let you go. All of you. But I have to take this. I know ways to get money. I need you, Robinson. Needs a man like you. I'm going to need subtitles. No. <laughs> See no. what I did there? Yeah. No, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> I uh, oh all I know is Phil Collins is doing a great job in this film. <laughs> wait 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 that, that's actually Jude Law who we've been talking about. Oh oh, he's not putting up a fight against that hairline, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sing. Sing. All right, with Black Sea and Black Hat, we're not sure why all of these black films are coming out before February. Oh. Too soon. 
That's my point. Too soon. January is too. You should be with me on this. What is wrong with you? Black History Month. All right, never mind. Uh, first of all, I want to say with all those varying dialects, that is pretty complicated stuff because if anybody's been in a play where you have to do a dialect that's different than somebody else, you start to talk in their dialect. That mm-hmm. is a bitch. Yeah. So they don't for them. have Scottish dialects or Russian. Well, I don't know what that one was. or the other. I think they're all over the map a little yeah. bit. Really? Yeah. I no, I, I don't blame Madonna at all. You you put me down in Kentucky for like 20 minutes, it's over. Oh, I see. You, know? yeah. you just suck up the other dialect. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I see. So you can't be in uh, two different dialects in a movie. Cause it's hard. Yeah. 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 Oh, you've never had... He's such a professional. No, He's never no, had this no, problem. I'm just trying to... Uh, Eddie oh, so, so you I can't do that, up. Karen. I'm just trying to hang on. <laughs> no, I'm with Eddie. I mean, you can't do that, Karen? <laughs> 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 I know what I'm you saying. You are stupid. Hey, wait a minute. And it's it's stuff like this that drives me crazy with like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, how can you live here this long and still talk like that? Because I spent... Like I said, I spent 20 minutes in Louisville, and uh, you know, where are them grits? I'm I'm all on board, and he has been here how long? Does he not hear? He however, the governor of here, yeah. <laughs> right? The governor of here, WNBC. See, when he says it, I hear it, and he, I don't know how. He, That's what I'm doing. Now you're from doing. New Orleans, but you don't have a hint of Cajun going on, do you? No, no. That's a fake accent, anyway, right? People just put that on. Cajuns are like Cajuns the west of. West of New Orleans. Like, can you do you Cajun? Go more, more to the Delta. No, I can't. Do oh, Cajun. damn. I can do fun. New Orleans, but I Ooh, do New Orleans. Please. Like my mama, she kind of talks like that. She's like, "How you doing, darling?" That's cute. Yeah, she's cute. <laughs> she's I like your mom. Woman. I like her. I would well, like. I to thought d- this was a good movie. You uh, saw it, it seemed like a good movie. A black scene. No, I just saw he the, just saw the trailer. trailer. He did his homework of, and watched the trailer I would, I of the week. This is the one I would see right away. Right. This movie looks great. But one thing I have to admit, though. When they go down to the, the ship at the bottom of the sea with the Nazi gold in it, I fully expected, because I have no idea what this movie was about going in, I fully expected them to be attacked by Nazi zombies. So I would like I'm to do for that. an in-show retraction and go back to what I originally said, which is, yeah, I don't get what the movie's about. They go and they get gold. Where's the problem? What's the dilemma? Oh, What's the they, drama? They start, Did you watch a trailer? Gold. I thought yeah. I did. Oh, oh, no, no. They start to want more gold. So say we all were going to go get gold oh. here in the Admiral's Club. What kind of gold? Nazi gold, of course. <laughs> okay, Thank right. you, Eddie. Okay, now, then, now you have my interest. As we were bringing it out of the garage slash studio, <laughs> we would kill off Paul so we'd get more Nazi gold. Right. Okay, I'm with you. Then, greed. It's but greed. then we would work together to kill you off. Oh, it's like Survivor. Because your accent was throwing us off. Yeah, we can't do our scene. You're Louisville. <laughs> and you're down in this confined space. No one can get away. Yeah. I, mean, I think it looks good. It looks pretty good. It tense. does. And, okay. and by the way, Jude Law seems kind of awesome with his hair. Oh, yeah, he does. Um, we goof. He's he all very better. Phil Collins-y, though, he looks, isn't he? Yeah, he Next is. time you see it. It's <laughs> f- totally no jacket required hair. What was yeah. right. what was the movie he just did where he played <laughs> You're that? You're not old enough to know that. Yeah, that suave kind of... Dom Hemingway. Dom, right? He totally went full Phil Collins on that. Yeah, also at Phoenix Film Fest. Yeah. Uh, I just want to tell oh, you that yeah. I was listening to This American Life, and there was uh, an article in there that they were doing a thing, and Phil Collins was part of it, and he was really cool. Was he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This girl had a breakup, and so she wanted to write a breakup song to get over it, and so she's like, who is the quintessential breakup song? Phil Collins. And she knew somebody, knew somebody, so he's like, yeah, I'll talk to her. So they recorded it, and he helped her with the breakup song. It was really cool. Wow. Phil and- Collins, awesome. And he kind of helped her with her breakup, even. You heard that one? I did, It was yeah. lovely. I really thought it was wonderful. He's such a sweet guy. God, he came off so good in that. <laughs> yeah. So when you're done listening to this show, then go listen to that one. <laughs> in that order, please. Yes. A but. Yes. Um, yeah. Why January, Black Sea? Um, first of all. No big stars? Foreign. Foreign film? Ish. Foreign-ish. Feels yeah. foreign. <laughs> 
Nazi not a foreign gold. language, but foreign you place. Can't, you can't do Nazi gold on sunny time. This is like winter. It's dark and brooding. You got to do Nazi gold then. You can't do it in April. That's, you know, Eastery time. Also, has anyone here seen The Last King of Scotland? Yes. That movie's yes, awesome. Yeah, it's an is awesome it? movie. So yeah. this, I mean, same director, I'd put my trust in him. Let me throw this out there. How many of you hold your breath while the people on screen are underwater? <laughs> Every once in a while, I if do. I've seen it before. Like when I used to work so, at the movie theater and I've seen this scene a bunch and I know, you know, the, the how I try. Otherwise, I'm going to... I don't want to be taken entirely out of the movie. I well, do you do it to see if you can hold it as long as they are, or because you're just reflexively going, <gasps> because I'm reflexively going, holy shit. So when I see movies, like, for example, in in uh, Titanic, there are many reasons I would have drowned. One is because I can't swim, but I definitely would have drowned for the fact that at one point, Rose has to hold her breath, go underwater, swim forward, go through like a little opening and then swim and then get back out the other side. And, and Jack's like, follow me. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm done. Done. I'd be like, done. <laughs> and so I hold my breath. So this whole movie, I'd pass out because you have to hold your breath. Even though they're in a submarine, that makes me claustrophobic. I get real weird. Oh, that's going to be great. Anybody else have that problem? All that claustrophobia no, and everything going to be Just me? No, it, it, I didn't even know it And he's thing. laughing at me. If you can't hear it, he's totally <laughs> not, laughing. I'm not laughing. Pointing. At pointing and laughing. He didn't. He turned away to laugh at you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you, Eddie. <laughs> anyway, when you hold your breath, you'll see. Speaking of Eddie, let's uh, get oh. away from this nonsense and move on to some entirely different nonsense with him. Uh, he's been in a bunch of great films. We mentioned Ocean's Eleven and also its sequels, as well as The Informant and Waitress. Plus, he's a co-director, writer, executive producer, and co-star of King of Herrings, Eddie Jemison. Yay! 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 All right, like Eddie! We're, like we're reintroducing Yay! you. Yeah! <laughs> uh, let me just start things out with the question we ask everybody on this show. What is your favorite movie of all time? The Graduate, I think, maybe. The Graduate. The Graduate. All right. Yeah. Will it change ever? Like, the one day you're like, no, this. Oh, well, you Wait think till it would have been changed. It would have changed by now. When he sees Black Sea, that shit's changing. changing. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Nazi gold in The Graduate. Right? Not That's what yet. we're saying. So what do you think of, what, what do you think is happening at the end of The Graduate? What is your interpretation of that scene, that shot, I, that like moment? It, it, hit, it hits them. Both of them, they're oh like, shit. Oh my God, what if we got what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Now what? Because like I've watched that several, several times, and you look at that the expression on their faces, and it could go either way. It could be like a very just nonplussed in the moment, or it could be a complete regret, or it could be somewhat content. I love the ambiguity of that. Yeah, I and love but, that ambiguity more but than Birdman. Birdman, I was yeah. just going to say, but Birdman makes me crazy in the ambiguity of it because it doesn't feel like we're allowed to fill it in. I don't know. I've it also seems like um, in in the graduate at the end, they're just kind of living in the moment whereas Birdman it, it, she, the director told her to look the script says she yeah. looks up she's not just happening to look up or, oh, do you know what I mean is that an acting note no you know what I mean like, yeah I know it's <laughs> supposed to mean something just because we don't yeah. fucking know what it means doesn't that make mean, it good oh like do you think that. Mike Nichols directs like that or used to rest in peace direct like that because he came from an improvisational background I think he had a lot of improv and let the scene kind of just happen or did he get in there and scrutinize it I think if you watch his movies, he certainly lets the actors. Um, it's about it's acting set. It's acting centric, mm-hmm. which yeah. is strong. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if they improvise, but well, I think they do. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you don't. You think so? God, it sucks that he's gone. I know. Yeah. What a body of work, right? Yeah. God, it was a man. That was that's him out of the gate. I know. The graduate. Second, and I'm with you second though. Second movie or something. I'm I'm with you though. Something about timing, right? Like. 
Raiders of a Lost Ark is my favorite movie of all time, and that's uh, and I don't think it's going to change. Talking about it changing, I don't right. think it ever. Why, why would it ever? It was this great. It was positioned perfectly as to how old I was, and and how I needed to look up to it. You know what I mean? Like it didn't pander to me, and and so I loved it then, knowing I would only get smarter and enjoy it more as I got older. And sure enough, now I'm older. It's on my now we're on the same level, me and that movie, and I don't think it's going to change. I know, but you know, you can watch that movie. And always you're seeing some some cool new thing about it. Which one are we talking about now? Raiders. Okay, of Raiders. Start. Yeah, good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's talk about and that. And the graduate. You can do that too. <laughs> no, you're right. Well, I mean, there's it's so uh unlike the graduate, it's so uh every shot is so thought out. It's yeah, so yeah. Hey, there's a that J Lo movie could be like the graduate. It's very similar. It's right. the graduate for the, our our, for our modern gen- times. Modern. Only thing is, he handles it poorly. Wearing Dustin Hoffman's character, he knows what to do. He handled it better. Yeah, I think it'll be called the graduate of our of our. Yeah. The GED. This is called the GED. So tell us about uh, King of Herrings. Yes. Now you can go online and watch it. And we all saw it. It was great. We're gonna let you talk in a second, but I want to tell you, I have got a lot to say about the King of Herrings. Go. Oh, good. It's a good. Favorite. I don't want to see anything about it. Why? Well, because I know what I think. You what do you think? <laughs> wait, wait. Let me just do this I think much. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Let me do this much then. Our enemies are at home. We're living with them. We're rubbing their feet. You shouldn't be here. Here. When I was in the Navy, I had this puppy. Cutest thing. It followed me home from this, this whorehouse. But all the guys, you know, they made uh, sport. What are, you, what are you, dating this dog, so forth? So you know what I do? You drowned him. No, we didn't drown him. What did your parents do to you? <laughs> <laughs> what did your parents do to it's you? It's interesting that that trailer plays out like that instead of just hitting you over the head with story, story, story. It kind of just seems like the trailer just moves around these different characters and gives them all a little moment. Oh, and the film, cool. I think, does the same thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That was Sean did the trailer, the co-director. and He didn't want to make sure he got some props because, yeah, he's, he's co-director and co uh and he shot Producer it. Producer, and yeah, yeah, he shot it, yeah. So he's he's a big name in it, too. And he, I don't think he wanted to... He He's like, this movie, you can't really... The story is so weird. It is that. that. Why focus on that? <laughs> so that was his way around it, is to... Uh, so you wrote this. Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, did you co-write it with anyone? No. Okay, so where did it come from? Well, I was I, I was living in Chicago, you know? Doing because we're not going to tell the story, obviously, because it's too weird. Yeah, right. <laughs> So let's not set any context, yeah. but just tell me where the story came All from. Right, I was living in Chicago. <laughs> I was doing theater in Chicago. And in this neighborhood I lived in were these guys that were not homeless, but near homeless. There was one guy named Wig. We called him Wig Man. He had like full head of hair that he wore a wig on top of. <laughs> now, see, that just pisses me off. <laughs> Bart's like, fuck that guy. And then there was this guy we called Tex who was his best friend Mm -hmm. who wore a cowboy hat. And they were constantly fighting on the street. And whenever you'd go on the you know, the main drag, there'd be there'd be some kind of um drama going on with these guys. And so I I was thinking, like, what the what are their lives really like? Yeah, what did they have to have drama about? That's that's exactly where the movie kind of came kinda comes from. Those kind of people. Okay. I'll buy that. I love that the guy sense. wearing a full yeah, yeah. head of hair. Yeah, wig man. But unlike their lives, uh, King of Herrings is bookended with some real heart. 
I mean, I, I I can't speak for those guys. You can't speak for Wigman, yeah, 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 but in Texas, chances are they probably not. They probably don't get the heart. That I don't think they probably have a hot wife like Eddie does. Oh so. yeah, my wife is my the wife in my movie is my wife. Yeah, yeah. both times. Yeah. yeah, both so ways. So that both worked ways. out nice for Always. you. Yeah, yeah, it worked out nice. Mm-hmm. So we met you at the Phoenix Film Festival. Was yeah. that was that the premiere of King of Herrings? No, no. Okay, New Orleans was because it was okay. shot in New Orleans and. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Orleans, yeah, it's a movie. really beautiful film too to look at. And, um, yeah. and and a moment happened during that um, that I just thought was so charming, and you handled it so amazingly yeah. well. Well, I, I was actually going to ask you this question oh, on the dear. show, but I'm so um, worried about where no, no. But we already answered it, so the joke yeah. wouldn't go over well. Oh, all right. um, but at the end of the King of Herrings, you you come out and uh, the movie guys were there. We were, I think, we hosted that Q and A, uh, and you're introduced in this sweet old woman. Because she recognizes you from the movie that she just watched, right? Yeah. She just saw you in the, the movie, and she says, uh, have you done any other acting before? And what did I say? And you said, well, yeah, that's that's what I do. And it just struck me because, <laughs> yeah, he's been in three of the biggest films in the last, you know, like five <laughs> years. But, all she, the oceans. but she didn't see those today. I she just doesn't like, remember. You, today. Just hand, you handled it with such humility. I, oh, I was thanks. angry for you, and I just really wanted to stand up and yell, do you know who this is? <laughs> <laughs> you should have. have you, you should have been any? like his his man. You should have gotten right. Yeah. Because Eddie's friend in the movie would have done That's that. That's right. Yeah. That, that guy with the hair. Wigman. Wigman. He'd have been like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, that's better than what the. I thought you were talking about. The, the screening before that was the guys. The first guy raises his and says, "Why did you make a movie with no hope? <laughs> Why did you do this? <laughs> like I'd done it against him." <laughs> <laughs> He's taking that shit Why did you do this to me? Why? No, <laughs> no hope. hope. Oh, my God. I don't know if I walked away with that. I, I don't think either. I walked I, away I, with I, that I, at all. Yeah, I didn't either. That's what I told him. Here's what I loved about King of Herrings is, um, and you'll, you'll correct me, I've only seen it once, but it has stuck with me ever since. And this is almost a year now. Yeah, right? This was cool April. Place. It's really stuck with me because it, it, this is what it does very well. It creates its world very quickly and it sets its paradigm very very quickly and it allows the rest of the story to take place within these rules and here's an example so the opening scene this keep going well the opening (laughs) scene the opening scene is they're fighting uh or they're arguing over a bet right there's there's some betting going on yeah and what's at stake what's the what's the total number of dollars at stake nine dollars nine dollars no no it's the opening is like 150 right Oh. oh Like the opening oh scenes, are, they're, they're at. We don't a, even know Lee or Bart. Because I want to get to the nine dollar thing. Okay, but make your point. Well, the opening scene is like <laughs> there's like this big discussion or something. They're playing poker or something, oh, right? Right, right, right. And there's this big discussion, and I think somebody wins one hundred and fifty dollars, which is like this huge sum of money, and these guys don't know what they're gonna do and maybe retire. And I mean, the, the, <laughs> the attitude about this one hundred and fifty dollars is that it's just a beyond insane amount of money, which for. Just unfortunately, in our day day and age, is not. It's not a big deal. No one should be this excited about one hundred and fifty dollars. But you set that tone immediately, which allows you, as you just referred to later on in the movie, they get in a fight over nine dollars, yeah. and it is like knockdown, drag out. You owe me nine dollars, and it's a ludicrous premise in and of itself. Yeah. Except for that, you have set up this paradigm That's, so well oh, that that you. fight makes sense, and these guys are. Absolutely, going to have this fight over this nine dollars. Thank you. That's because so many. Because you're a good writer and director. No, nah. because so many movies. All movies are about fucking Nazi gold <laughs> and these huge premises. And I wanted to see one movie that was about something tiny, but people felt as big about it. Yes, you're- and you have to set the rule that this tiny thing is is 
is a big deal, and it's believable that it's a big deal to these guys. I just want to say that a Wes Anderson movie is like a cupcake, and your movie is like a bran muffin. (laughs) It goes right through you? It goes, well, it's very important, (laughs) but it it doesn't fuck around. It sticks around for months later. So, man. No, that's what I liked about it. And so, along those lines... Can we get that in the DVD cover? Like a bran muffin. Like a fucking bran muffin. (laughs) Movie guys, like a bran muffin. (laughs) (laughs) No, but... so I'm going to do that. Can, can I? <laughs> sure, go ahead. Absolutely. All right, that's going to be a, the movie guy says a dreaded like a, internet tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> no, but along those lines, you set this paradigm, you you establish this world, you, you let things like this be a big deal, and it's believable that these characters would react that way. And then what I've noticed, and you, sh- you said you shot this in New Orleans, right? Um, in New Orleans, for me, I've visited only once or twice, is a very weird place. How do you feel about it i mean it's a bizarre, i feel that it's a very weird place. very weird place Be, for example um you'll walk down the street and the street looks like no one's driven on it in the past 60 years and then a car drives by and then in the middle of the street is is a trolley track but there's grass growing out of the railroad ties and then a train goes by You're like what's going on in this place right and so that that fits very well and I noticed that a lot of your art direction and your set direction was very sparse. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of very empty rooms and sparsely decorated, which which <laughs> You watched it. Yeah, yeah which which really That's goes nice. goes with that whole I'm nine dollar so thing. I did like that so on purpose too. Did you? Yeah, it, it well, felt like that. And too. watched it ten months ago. Yeah. Wow. And so it felt like all of this was done to to create and to maintain this world where the little thing is a big deal. Like that whole dress, right? That dress is such a central point to the story that we can't talk about because it's you know whatever you said stupid or f- confusing or what is it crazy <laughs> yeah yeah so we're not gonna talk about the story it's but just yeah. a structure you for, can the, talk about whatever. for the character I'm so, uh, i didn't mean to say stupid i'm just no i'm not those were your offended. words i'm not offended um it's but stupid. so all those little things <laughs> is stupid <laughs> so all those little things become a nice big important thing that we can all buy into that again the nine dollars is a big deal this this dress that should cost Twelve dollars is a big deal, you know. There's a there's a room with just a sofa in it and a in a briefcase, and they're all very important items. So thank you. Bart goes on too long. No, no that was d- very descriptive. That was that, that was, was fantastic. I want to see you after the show <laughs> and <laughs> compensate you <laughs> with Nazi gold. Oh, Ooh, Nazi the best gold. Kind of gold. But throughout all that, it should be noted that these are low lifes mm-hmm. who have great dialogue as mm-hmm. well. Oh yeah. So pepper throughout uh, whatever they're talking about. They're talking about it in an interesting manner, so you know your attention is always kept uh, for that, as well as you know fine structure and and, and you uh, play against type filmmaking. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, you yeah, totally yeah. play and against that's, type. Yeah, one to ask pull about it that. off like oh crazy. Quite a jerk. I'm a jerk. He's yeah. a total jerk in the movie, and I didn't know anything about him. And so I saw the movie, and we did the preview and everything. And then the next day, we were staying at the same hotel, and I was trying to make a. Waffle. waffle. <laughs> and I I turn around. I didn't know how to use it. They don't even have instructions. And I turn on, and the only person there was this guy who just played a total dick in this movie. And I'm just like, um, do you know how to make the waffle? And he's like, yeah! And he's super nice. I was like, holy shit! And we're all sitting at the table, because like, we're what? we're all huge fans of Eddie yeah. Jameson. I'm, I'm like, he's And nice. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Livingston Dell, and I'm a huge fan of that other movie we'll talk about in yeah. a minute. And uh, and I'm like, oh my god, he's fucking he's talking. Making waffles. He's making waffles! I want to go meet Eddie. You don't get to meet Eddie. Eddie. Guys, thank you. I thought for sure he would be like, "Hey, bitch, get out of the way. Try to make a waffle." I'm like, "You got got a white beater on under here. (laughs) Give me nine bucks. Move." I don't know how I feel that you didn't know how to make a waffle. Okay, here's the deal. It was like a, it's like a clam, and it's open up, and you take the batter and you put it in. Great. Then you gotta wait, and then you had to flip it. You had to flip it. You had to flip it. Did you know that? I did. You're giving me shit. 
Didn't your didn't your uh, Downing Hall that. in college have this? No. Oh, our said. He didn't. If I if he weren't there, that would have burned. I'm just saying. Nice guy, Eddie Chambers. I burnt my first waffle. Thing, Paul. Paul, Happens give us a little ones. waffle action. How old were you? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Paul, give us a little donkey waffle. Donkey waffle. Oh yeah, donkey. Lo- donkey love waffles. Dragon. <laughs> Cook these waffles. Just breathe on them. <laughs> yeah, I, do a, I do a little donkey. I've done some donkey in my time. Who has it? Who hasn't done a little donkey? Ah, Tijuana. Anyway. So, uh, King of Herrings, like a bran muffin. Like yes. A bran. There you Thank go. you. I think so. A $9 bran muffin. And what kind of wow. festival run did you have? Uh, not a lot. We did New Orleans, Phoenix, Waterfront, three others. I can't remember. Now, do you think by... Oh, uh, the one, oh. Uh, Dances with Films. Okay. Oh, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, because I remember Dances it played local, too. No, I was, was just going to make a stupid comment, because we do serious it. stuff, then stupid comment. I was jumping right to... So do you feel by writing and directing this piece, you'll be able to get some acting work then? Yeah. <laughs> Have you done any other acting <laughs> work? Have you ever done any other acting <laughs> work? hilarious. Just curious. Wait, as we move on to your other parts of your career, I need to lead things off. Yes. I found out... I found out. Through Karen. Thank you. That you were in one of my favorite things of all time what? ever. Yep, and I didn't tell I you. Something I would quote my whole every, life. Every, I promise you, everyone quotes this. I what? quoted this my whole life. I've quoted this. My brother and I bonded. We're very excited over quoting this. Driver, do you have any Bud Light in your vehicle? Yes. Then I am Mr. Gally Weekich. You mean Doctor Kalakowicz? Oh my yes, God! Yes, I that's am. Right. Now he's playing with the window. This is so cool. First time in a limo, doctor. In a limo this small. If you want great taste, <laughs> in a limo this small. small. Yes, First time. I am. Yes, I, mean, I am. That is right. That. You All right. were in that. So I was doing this birthdays. Like, this is your life. I know. I was doing birthdays, and I wanted to see if your birthday was happening this week or soon, because I would do your birthday. And when I was doing that, it came up that you were that guy, and I was like, "Holy shit, Paul!" And it was very exciting. Uh, further research noted that that. Uh, that yes, I am. spot went into the Advertising Hall of Fame. Does that mean anything for you? Hell yeah. Good. So I mean, like, but how does it come no, down to you? No, it's the first I've heard of it, but... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But it means a lot to hear it. I could not get that line down. Yes, I am. Really? I, I, said, I said it once in the shooting of it that they liked. And they're like, you gotta say it like that time you said it. it was so great. I never could. And so they, they used, they put it, they dubbed in your. They dubbed it in, and then they we we went on to do two, three other commercials, and I fucking never got it right. They were always un- wow. That's unhappy, with, so they always dubbed it in. Yes, yes I, I am. am. Isn't that sad? And the, we the all impersonate it. None of us ever had to know that. Oh you're, my god! You know what? I Coming love... forward like that is brave of you. <laughs> uh, now we're gonna do a little actor studio real quick. I love that you told me that because I get so insecure about getting a job and then getting on the set, and if I'm not perfect, I'm gonna get fired. Clearly, you don't get fired. Yeah, you get a franchise. You commercial. get a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't care. They're like, you know what? We'll fix you later. We don't want to go through the process of getting another person in here. You fit the costume. <laughs> I mean, one of the first right? times I ever flew. Actually, no, it was the first time I ever flew. I had to go back home from Chicago for my grandmother's funeral. Like I had no reason to ever fly up till then, and I kind of came from a small town upstate New York, so I was living in Chicago, and my grandmother died, and I flew home, and my brother waiting in my, not a big airport, a small one that was like a third leg of a huge trip for my first time ever, had a sign that said, we have Bud Light, when uh, I was arriving. Right. Oh, 
you know, and, and he was like, Dr. Galakovich, yes, I am. Yes, and this, I mean, that's just the craziest thing in the world that that was you. Was we cr- were very excited. Yeah. When you did the audition, did you have to do Yes, I Am? Yeah. And you did it right then. I think this I had guy. to do it. I don't know. Do you remember that? I mean, like, was that a big deal to you to see it on everything? It was all over the place. It was a huge deal. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it was a huge deal. That's really exciting. All right. I know you were in movies, but that's really exciting. No, that's all right. <laughs> but speaking of movies, your first that's movie cool. credit on IMDb, it, although it says uncredited, has made people at this table very happy that you appeared in Steven Soderbergh's Schizopolis. Uh, yes, and I'm a huge fan of that movie. Have Me you too, seen actually. that movie before? Yeah, I love okay. it. That's my <laughs> Do you know you're in that movie? It's um, my favorite so, movie I'm in, in. Is it? That and Waitress. But so yeah. you must oh, be friends with Let Steven. Yeah. So well, this is how you end up in Schizopolis and then years I, later in all I, the Oceans I, movies. So I, I, I was in Baton Rouge at LSU. Okay. In college still. Acting in college. Good for you. I'm, pu- I'm adding this to my movies and to watch. Steven Soderbergh was... Mm-hmm. Kicking around, I think his dad taught there. Oh wow! He was making little films in Baton Baton Rouge, just kind of the college, mm-hmm. small, you know. Yeah, yeah. He would come see the movies. I mean, the plays. Mm-hmm. And I was a busboy at TGI Fridays. Oh, nice! And yeah. I'm getting some plates, and it's Steven Soderbergh and the local reviewer, play reviewer, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, I saw you in." Terra Nova, you were really good. And kind of, we had a friend and met through friends, and that's how I got to know him. Wow. And that's how I got cast in both those movies. That's really so cool. So Schizopolis, and, and then on into Oceans, Oceans, and then into The Informant as well, right? That's right. Yeah. So and, what was it like being where you were to see him transition from, you know, experimental sort of guy into like suddenly out of sight and off he went to be this. Uh, he was kind of a legend. Even, even when we were in school, he was the really? yeah he was the guy that would go to L.A. and knew people and uh, he did the first thing he did was this Yes video uh, uh, a tour film cool yes. and he was just a kid and we're like wow he did that and that's really cool and he was always sort of obviously obviously talented and confident and he was the we kind of I don't know if we knew he'd be great but he had something about him. And did that oh, ever change over time? Same Steven? Same. Uh, He's the same. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Same sense of humor. Do you buy his retirement? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, I actually met Steven yeah. um, at uh, a screening of Schizopolis. You did? And I sat next to him during the screening. Now, I don't know if you can verify this for me. I don't know if it was the premiere of the movie at Slam Dance in 1996. No, probably so. so. I, I think it might have been probably the premiere so. of this movie. Now, Slam Dance back then, for for anyone who doesn't know, is kind of a not even an offshoot. It's 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 a competing festival to Sundance, right? Mm-hmm. So Sundance was created as an alternative to the studio system, and then Sundance got all studio, and Slam Dance said we're going to be the alternative to Slam Dance or Sundance, and then and then for one year there was something called Slum Dance, which was the alternative to Slam Dance, and they all were happening in park city at the same time and that is the year i went and i went and saw 
uh, Schizopolis. And what was it like sitting next to him? Well, I, I knew who Steven Soderbergh was, but I didn't know him to, to necessarily recognize him standing around, right? So I, I go into this, and it's literally like a banquet room at the Treasure Inn Hotel in, in Park City, Utah. And it's not a theater. It's just somebody threw up a screen at the end of the banquet hall, and they put in folding chairs. And uh, I'm, I'm sitting next to this goofy-looking dude, right? <laughs> And next to him is just hot ass model girlfriend, and I'm like, "Who's this clown?" And then the movie starts. I'm like, "Holy shit!" The guy on the screen is the guy because he, oh, he opens the movie. He opens the movie. Right? He's the, he's the lead actor. But the movie opens with him on stage <laughs> talking to the audience, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Oh, so you didn't know you were due to sit back? Didn't know who this That's doofy funny. goofy dude with the model girlfriend was, and she was like. Platinum, he was like six and a half feet tall, big fake rack, platinum hair. Good thing you weren't sitting behind her. <laughs> and, uh, Let me ask you, did she have big fake titties? Big fake rack, huge fake rack. And uh, and I'm watching this whole movie and, and, and I'm trying to enjoy it as much as I can, but he's sitting next to me, right? And I, I, I had my own agenda for why I was there and that was also clouding my viewing of this. But at the end of the movie, we get up and uh, you've been to these festivals, right? I mean, uh, Sundance and, and, and these big ones, no one really wants to be impressed with anybody else. Yeah. They're all very That's proud always, of themselves. Yeah. And so nobody's like milling around this guy. I'm like, holy shit, I'm totally going to hang out with this guy. Right. And I turned to him and I said, Steven, I said, I got to tell you, this was, I, I said, I've never had more fun not understanding a movie than this. <gasps> and he just gave me the stink eye, like oh, you no. fucking idiot. And just kind of threw his nose up and was like, whatever, oh. man. And he turned around, took his ass home. Oh. And his ass. Oh, I hate how that story ended. Me it too. was wow. Oh, yeah. Maybe he didn't think you were being like fun. He might have thought you were being a dick. You've not seen the movie. You've not seen the movie. No, I Did no. he not say anything? He he kind of like grunted and just like oh. just turned and left. Maybe he was having a bad. I mean, he heard me because he was. We were locked on. He heard me because um, I was talking. Because I was, was looking at me. Again, I, I'm coming from a place I haven't seen. Do you think it means something to him? Because there's a lot of films out there. It's so non sequitur. Eddie, you can tell us better than well, anybody. I mean, that movie really. What is it? What is it about? Yeah, you can't even begin. I mean, it's King of Herrings it's all over again. Yeah. Um, it's I mean, cool. he says in the movie at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You have to watch this movie again and again and again. <laughs> and pay full and ticket price. if you price. don't understand it, then it's, it's your fault. fault. Yes. That's how so, he opens the movie. So but, you said to him, I didn't understand it. And he got I said, mad? I've never had, had more fun, fun doing it. Yeah. Never had more fun not en- not understanding a movie. Than so you didn't this. say not enjoying a movie. You said no. just not understanding. Said, maybe he maybe he, he just heard, you know, maybe sensitive. Maybe he just heard the. Yeah. Plus, he was young and he was at Slam Dance and he obviously wasn't in Sundance. So maybe he's got a, you know, bug in ha- his craw there. And he hadn't made. Uh, Sex Lies? No, well, he had there, made that. that. That's how we knew him, right? He had, by then he had made King of the Hill, he had made Kafka. He had what made was after that? With the one with J-Lo. Oh my God, out that's so he had made funny. Out of sight, yeah. he had, no. She's made, good in that, and too. That was great in that. Yeah. Oh my God, that's, that's changed. crazy. Well, it, that's my... my <clears throat> well, he, that he was, was like a sensitive period probably then yeah. for him. So when you see him, let him know. Bart says, All right. look, it was yeah, a compliment. Sorry, it was a compliment. <laughs> if he, if he uh, reacts poorly, tell him Lee said this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just feel it out and then Some change the name, name accordingly. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, of course, yeah, later you ended up uh, doing the Ocean's Eleven films with Steven. So, uh, no brainer, big audition. How did it all work uh, to come on board those? I was living in Chicago. I was doing theater um, with and that's I, how all of your stories start. I just yeah, went, I well, live in Chicago. I can appreciate that. I do theater. Yeah, and uh, I got this. I went to audition for a Coen Brothers movie that was they needed a sheriff. They were shooting. Was in it Illinois. called Fargo? 
No. Oh. That would have been nice. That would have been something. No. Yeah, some some weird movie from the Coen Brothers. One. I, been, want, uh, I really wanted it. I needed that part. And the, I, I could tell I didn't do well. Hmm. And the casting director said, wait, you're Eddie Jemison? I was like, yeah. He's like, I've been calling your agent. I was like, yeah, oh. my agent, um, she just closed her doors. She probably didn't. She's like, I have a script for you. What? In my car. Shut up. Ocean's Eleven, you're in it. I was like, no, I know I'm auditioning. She goes, no, 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 you're in it. Oh, that's so what? cool. So there was no audition. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good. That's hysterical. So I was like, three months later, I was moving to this. When did you place. find out who yeah, else was awesome. in that movie? <laughs> like, um, I think maybe then. Oh, wow. She might have told what me. What was that like? They're like, wait a minute. I'm in with Brad Pitt, George Clooney. I went and was in Matt this play, Damon. and I was telling people, and I was trying to impress Laura, who's my wife now. That but, worked. And she was totally worked. That totally worked. <laughs> and I was like, it. I'm going to be in this movie with Brad Pitt and, and George Clooney. And everyone was like, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Who makes <laughs> movies no, with I, both I, those I, guys? I, I, uh, and Julia Roberts, <laughs> what? Yeah. And, oh, let me guess, Matt Damon, too, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, okay, whatever. whatever. <laughs> That's how it was like. That's what it was like. <laughs> it does sound like you're just lying. It yeah. sounds like I was lying. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be with Matt Damon and George <laughs> And she's like, I thought he was cute, but he's such a liar. I can't get into this guy. What a creep. <laughs> well, I'm a big Livingston Dell fan. And a Thank big, you. Uh, I'm so happy that you're with us here today. That was cool. Me too. It's oh, all yeah. very I mean, nice. That, that's... So you're set for life, right? This is where we want to cut to. I mean, because that's that's <laughs> well, just going to pay. That's just paying yeah. for everything for the rest you of your life. It. It's not an Elf, mo- uh, like you know, the movie Elf. Those you can movies, be set for life oh. because they show it every year. They're not showing that every Christmas. Yeah, they're not every Christmas. They don't show it. Christmas. They don't show it every Christmas. There's no I bought Nazi it. gold I bought in it. it. There's no. I love Nazi how Karen gold. jumped right in, right in to fight for you not making any <laughs> well, money. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. He has children. See, and most people no don't elf. commit to that, but it's no Elf. Right. So, did you have uh, a lot of time with those those actors? Yeah, months yeah. and months and months in Europe and in. Oh my I, it god! Was that's crazy. Amazing. And I was so, I was so nervous. Oh, I would be totally I nervous. Like, uh, did you have a lot of lines? I'm not familiar with your voice. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see me grabbing your gun and waving it. All I didn't over. have a lot of lines. That's good. That's but what I, I was like. on set with these guys, and they were all so funny, and they were irreverent. And I'm like, I gotta crack some jokes here. Yeah, yeah, step and up. And I would really be shy, and I'd kind of crack one, and no one would hear it. And then eventually, <laughs> Matt Damon started picking up and repeating. Jared, and then um, Bernie Mac would like eh, Casey. He'd grab me. He thought it was Casey. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, Casey, tell that joke. Oh my god, tell I that love joke it. to everybody. Casey, oh, Casey. Like, oh. <laughs> who's Casey? Casey I'm Affleck. Eddie. My Eddie. I'm Eddie. I- <laughs> I know oh, oh. you, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> you, Eddie. I Wait, I, Casey. the important thing was, um, what was Julia Roberts like? It's really nice. I love her. Really nice. And really nice to my mom, my cute mom. But she's, my mom was like grabbing her. You're my favorite actor except for Eddie. She's like, I understand. <laughs> I love it. She was, Julia Roberts was so nice. I love Julia Roberts. But she's not that pretty. And then the second Shut one. Shut up. She's gorgeous. Uh, ex, ex Mrs. Lyle Lovett. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm. She got that stink on her. Shut up! <laughs> I think that that is a badge of honor. Well, if you're wandering through the uh, video store, you can look on the DVD uh, cover of Ocean's Eleven where it says, It's No Elf, the movie guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got that, we've got like that going for us today. It's No Elf. <laughs> All right, let's move I'm from uh, one lovely. of my favorite movies of the last uh, 12 years in that, in that Ocean's Eleven to... What did you see this week? 
So, what did you see this week? Who Edward, wants to go first? Eddie, why don't you begin? I saw Foxcatcher. Yeah, what'd you think? Birdman, I saw them both. You, oh. you mentioned uh, King of Herrings works on you, uh, Bart, and Foxcatcher works on you too. I think yeah. Yeah. you're That's like, good. that was good. And then later on, you're just kind of going, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, because we were talking <laughs> about it here on the movie guys, and we were talking about how f- being an athlete is much like being an actor. If you're not one of the top 1%, then you're struggling. And so whenever you have somebody come along and say, hey, I'm going to fund this, you kind of put up with a bunch of bullshit that seems weird. Because, you know, we've all been in that place where we're like, well, it seems weird, but I guess... You're the money guy. You're the guy with money, so I guess it's okay. I mean, we were talking about how... um, So I guess I don't have to wear pants. Pants? We were talking about that weird guy that used to fund the boy bands down in Florida. He'd have a big mansion and like a room for the boys to go play in. And we're all like, we think Justin Timberlake had to blow that guy. So how far do do you go? We know that. We know that. (laughs) I can totally see how they'd be like, well, it'll be all right. Oh, that's so creepy. It is creepy. Yeah. And he himself is so creepy. Yeah. And Steve Carell does this amazing job. Like, a friend of mine was just saw it, and he was like, those ungodly pauses, those long pauses. And he's like, usually when an actor pauses, there's something behind it. There's something, you know, it's rich, but there's nothing going on. Because that and those guy pauses he's an idiot. had nothing going on. He never had to... Think for himself or worry about making a living or come up with an original thought. I like to pair that movie with Nightcrawler as to show you what can happen with a super rich guy with time in his hands and a super poor guy with time in his hands. (laughs) Neither goes well. No. No. So what did you guys see? Uh, What did I see? Wait, We saw the theory of everything. Yes. I thought Uh, that was okay. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't blow my mind. I I thought it was a pretty cool... um, way to portray Stephen Hawking by really retaining a lot of his humanity, which I believe is a truth, but might get lost in a lesser film. You know, like he's he's got, you know, he's got sex stories. Yeah, but he's, he's got a man. humor. He's got tons of humor. Wait, here are the okay. big three things yeah. that I learned. I need to smile more. Because yes, Stephen you do. Hawking smiles all the time. Yeah, the whole And yeah, that movie. dude's got problems. You need to smile more. I agree. Right. I don't is have really the problems a that he smile, has. or is that just like degenerative he muscles? He does. He's got a really sense of humor. Oh, or whatever. You're so no, stupid. no. I'm he's got kidding. ALS. <laughs> you are he dumb. Smiles. Okay. Until he, he can't anymore. Until did he Stephen can't. Hawking smile, or did the actor just do that? Well, the actor in the movie was smiling as he played Stephen Hawking. Yeah. So do we know no, that Stephen Hawking? Stephen Hawking smiled a lot. Yeah. 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 Okay. We were listening. So that, that's number one. We listened to the actor talk about it, and he worked with a woman who went through the ALS progression, and yeah. He was He's, still smiling. I, I'd read somewhere that the actor, what's his name? He's great. Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne. Okay. Redmayne. Sorry. Redmayne. That he um, met Stephen Hawking for all of a couple hours and was so intimidated that he really couldn't ask him any of the things that he needed to. Did you guys hear about yeah, that? I heard yeah, that. So. he and, said and, something about that. And he that. also said how hard it is to talk to him because the pause is now... Uh, talk about a pause. ALS oh. has taken all of his motor skills down except for one eye. So uh. he just kind of moves this eye and it signals, like however many times he moves, it signals a letter. Uh. Then he moves it next to the next letter. So you're sitting there waiting for a word and then waiting for a sentence. So it's kind of difficult to talk to him. Sure. But uh, Eddie did say, because yeah, there was a Q&A with him after the screening, that... Stephen Hawking basically said he was watching himself upon screen. And wow. so, yeah. I mean, talk about an actor just going, oh, thank God. Because, I mean, like, what a burden to, like, play Stephen someone who's, who can sit there and watch you. you know, John DuPont playing Columbus. Thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
dumb. What was your second and third thing? Uh, I would leave Karen for Charlie Cox. I understand. Okay. Charlie handsome Cox, guy. handsome, lovely. Uh, oh, now I'm feeling, I'm having a uh, governor of Texas moment. What's that guy? <laughs> Oops. Uh, I forgot the third one. Yeah, Rick Perry moment. I forgot, uh, I forgot third one. Oops. I well, while you're thinking, I saw Philomena. Oh. Oh, I love that movie. And cried for about 80, 90% of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that lead guy is the reason I started watching his other works. I thought he was oh, just wonderful God, in that. That movie was so good. What's in his name? Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. Oh, my God. I started watching all Steve Coogan stuff, even his comedy stuff. He's so good. And it's I've so said good. this before. What I, uh, Philomena I did something that... Um, uh, there's another movie that did it recently. Um, oh, that Dallas Buyers Club did. And I've said this before on the show is that I love economical storytelling. I love when they're able to get into a plot very, very quickly mm-hmm. without feeling like they've taken a big leap, uh, a very you know uncomfortable leap. And, and what this story does is like in the first 10 minutes, you're like, oh, so they're flying to America, they're looking for the sun, and this has all been set up. Mm-hmm. But you don't feel like they kind of just threw that on you. There's this great moment or, or scene where they're at dinner and Dame Judi Dench and Steve Coogan and the, I'm sorry, the other actress's name, I guess she was in the movie too, were having dinner talking about the, the story that Steve's character might do, uh, Martin Sixsmith might do. And he literally just says, and if you're paying attention to the scene in the dialogue, he literally says, well, maybe you should come to America with me and find your son. Which sounds like a very heavy-handed way to go, here's your plot. <laughs> but when you have that with amazing actors like Dame Judi Dench and Steve Coogan and a great writer and a great director, that really works. And that's what I just thought was great about that movie. And then they get into the the whole thing. The movie's only 92 minutes, 93 it's minutes. Yeah. But it's a huge subject matter. And you don't, you know, you don't want to get back bogged down and there's just all this opportunity for backstory and setting up characters and reviewing and flashbacks. They did a lot of showing and not telling. So whenever you saw the nuns being bitches, you just saw it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what the, what that did was... That's a weird sentence. Nuns being nuns bitches? Nuns being bitches. Oh, I saw them down and they, they played a show down in... Did you? Yeah, yeah they're kind of uh, hipster doofusy. No, but what these good actors do, I think, is they, they, they fill in the gaps by saying nothing. And, and you just see them act this moment and you go, okay, I'm on board for this now. And it makes sense. And, and this conversation that you had in the last 30 seconds has laid out the next two hours of this I movie. I think I got physically angry when I saw them burning the records. They didn't do that. Yeah, there's a part where they, they don't have any of the records. Yeah, but they, they don't show the burning. Well, in my mind. Oh, okay, I, yes. I, See, I you fill in the blanks. That's how good the, the acting is. I think <laughs> that we saw like where it had happened. Or oh, something. it's absolutely enraging it's what a- happens. Oh. And it's such an injustice. Are you oh, familiar with you seen? I've never seen Philomena. You're talking oh. about Philomena. Philomena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Steve Coogan. That's the only Steve Coogan It's about these horrible never seen. bitchy oh. nuns that steal kids' she, babies and sell them to Americans. Yeah, and it's just the most disgusting thing in the world. And then lie about it. Oh, that's why she has to go find her son? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen the Magdalene sisters? Oh, that's annoying Put that on your on your. That's the same story, right? No, it's a story about Similar. those laundries. Those you <gasps> down know, in only. Argentina. No, the ones from from Philomena. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It but goes it's all into that. More detail. And it's all about people who go in and out of it and everything. It's and how they just got to see it. Yeah. Treat yeah. them really shitty because yeah. you know that's what God would want. And it balances this <laughs> this amazingly sad reality with this absolute charm mm-hmm. that Dame Judi Dench has and Steve Coogan oh, and this, has this. The, she has uh, this pride and this self worth despite yes. what she's been through, and it's on display in every scene. And she's she's fantastic. 
and he's hilarious. There's this there's mm-hmm. this moment where the, the same scene where she says, "Well, why don't you come with us? We're heading out to the to the nunnery tomorrow." She said, "There's plenty of room in the Vauxhall Cavalier." Well, the Vauxhall is a is a British car, and, yeah. and he goes, "Oh God, no!" <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I much prefer to fly. And, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think that in, in the in recent years, like the ac- actors in general are better than they've I been? Ever? I think so. I think you're definitely on something. I think so. Even the great actors uh, look a little dated. I mean, Laurence Olivier is amazing, apparently. But Jimmy Stewart wasn't. When I saw It's a Wonderful Life, he was on to something then that's easy Did to watch. Did you see that in the theater? I just saw it here, like, at the house. I saw that movie in so the theater. Um, I think I talked about this. In the theater over Christmas oh. on the big screen. Have you? Has anyone seen Jimmy Stewart on the big screen? Uh-uh. Yeah. It's insane. That guy... Holy crap. He's Tom Hayes, our Tom Philadelphia yeah. story. Was that the one? The drunk scene? No. What am I thinking of? Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart. Mr. Smith goes to Washington? Yeah. Jimmy Stewart. Uh, Philadelphia drunk- story. Philadelphia story. Oh, Harry Grant. Oh, yes. Epper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the one where he's drunk? The famous drunk scene That's with a wonderful Cary Grant? Life? Rear, yeah. rear window? No. Yeah, that's it. Is it Philadelphia yeah. story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like how he's like, no. Yeah. With Catherine Hepburn? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. All right. Is that good? <laughs> forget it. Just no, don't no. trust his face. Sorry, forget his face it. Go, makes go. you think you're wrong. No, I love his face. No, to see that on the, on the big well, screen was insane. Because he's so Fucking expressive. Like, and he's, he's such an actor. actor. He's such an actor. He can do, do anything. Spencer equ- Tracy, too. Is that the yeah. equivalent of the acting that's going on today? Because I feel like the acting today is so solid, especially in shows like Breaking Bad and um, True Detective. I feel like there's so much going on that's so good. I feel like actors are just better. They're more they're better trained or something. I or? think they're the ones who are striving for authenticity and get there. I mean, it's just, there was such a style. Like I was mentioning Olivier, he was stuck in movie styles back then. He'd talk like this a lot. And he'd talk fast and he'd say something to the other friend. And they say something back to you and they, you know, it moves along like that. But now, I mean, like Tom Hanks and Captain Phillips, I mean, just, you have no question at the end of that movie that he was there. He went through all of that. He had just <clears throat> gone through everything he just went through. You do and know it, that was all improvised, and uh, <laughs> that was an actual woman who that's her job. Yes. That was so cool. Yeah, and he just he just puts himself there. And I think actors are doing that better than they have in the past. Mm-hmm. Even a guy who's as great as Brando, you know, still, I don't think, maybe it was a vulnerability I, I don't see in him that I've seen quite to the level of actors today. Well, maybe if you think about it, um, I, I think we would all agree that just movie making in general has gotten better, right? So cinematography's gotten better. Really? Maybe cinematography, but... Cinematography, production value. Nazi gold. Say again? I don't, I don't think uh, scripts are as good. Uh, well, right, uh, I, screenplays. Writing may not have, but but the, the process of making a movie has gotten so much slicker and better and more... You know, more I polished. So oh, you mean it, physically capturing the sound? Yes, and the, and in the, the, in the imagery and the yeah. set design and the, the look and yeah, the feel. Yeah, but then again, they just. But doesn't they it make sense that the acting would come along? Yeah, right. So the acting you would know? come along on the same on the same curve. I don't know. Right, because if you're standing <laughs> in front of like cardboard trees, I can act only so much in front of a cardboard tree. That's true. It brings back the uh, magic of doing stage acting. Yeah, where you have to fill in it all yourself. So now I'm just in front of a green screen. So. Yeah. Maybe I my theory's all the shit. I saw a couple movies. I saw one, um, I saw Nightcrawler with you, and that guy is fantastic in it. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it? what a great movie overall, oh, too. He's a friggin' crazy person. And what's so funny is we <laughs> he's super crazy, and we were somewhere, and the one person there was real intense and kind of crazy like that. And we were just both like, uh, I don't know. If, it was someone's boyfriend or something. Ooh. Where were we? 
And it was like, oh my God, that goes very Jake Gyllenhaal and Holly. Which means run away. <laughs> but I also saw the movie Cake. The Cake. Jennifer Aniston Cake. movie that's out right now. Cake. It's getting considered for award comp. Yeah, nobody's heard of it. It's award no. consideration. Wait, is she a drug? She's re- rehabbing? Rehabbing, yeah. sort of, because yeah, yeah. she had an accident. Not because she's like, hey, I'm a party girl who's doing drugs. She's just fighting a Why back have injury. I seen something about this? It's, Did it's, she write it? I don't think so. She's just getting a lot of awards, buzz. Yeah. But it's, um, I found the one thing I wanted to say about it is that she plays a regular woman who is coming back from an accident. And she looks like a regular woman, which is great, and it's very brave and all that stuff because she doesn't look glamorous. And she's very good at it. But I got to tell you, I think that it's even harder for her. She's so good and meet the, we're the Millers, because she plays a woman who's a stripper who has to pretend to be a mom and she's fucking hot. I'm sorry, but that can't be easy to be that delicious. She's <laughs> so good and yummy in that movie. Tell me oh about it. Oh, my God. And she's yummy in so many different ways. Like, where her mom character's yummy. Then when she strips, you're just like, I can't Being yummy it. is tough. I can but tell you. I think it's it's probably easier for her to just be, like, plain and boring and ordinary. Mm. So I was more impressed by well, where the Millers. That's a good point. That's a good point. Because normal people, I almost think it's easier. Interesting. Yeah. It's the year of uh, afflictions. I mean, you got Julianne Moore, right? <laughs> it's still the year. In with Alzheimer's. <laughs> Reese with her uh, little trek. Yeah. yeah, her drug abuse. Mm-hmm. The uh, the third thing I remembered from the theory of everything. Yes, thank you. Single friends take hope because in this movie, <laughs> oh, thank you, Paul. Stephen Hawking begs Felicity Jones. That's right. But so, he had her from the get go. He had her before he got all crippled up. Yeah. Right? So you're too okay. late. So Did you see him before he was crippled up? Yeah, but, 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 Still standing oh, with the glasses. Wait, on NPR. He's not, a, he's not a stud. He's not uh, Ewan McGregor. On NPR, I heard this. Um, so he had the hottie before he... Uh, did you notice how he kept having bit kids? I think that was his way of saying, everybody, I can fuck. Mm. I think he was like, look at this. I've been having kids because I'm having them left and right. Baby making Stephen Hawking. Yeah, my my situation does get hard. But um, Hawking baby maker. Ba- <laughs> forget the genius. <laughs> so, um, so he's a baby maker and then they fall apart and then he gets with another woman. He like totally works it and gets with another hottie. And then I heard that he dumps her and gets with another hottie that they didn't continue in the movie. But like right now he's with another woman. So was he was... Uh, she, they were kind of forced to to check each other's faults out because of his affliction. Like she had to let him fuck other women because they, right? No, I need this argument. Go ahead. Um, um, Sorry, honey, you need to let me. No, because he, he was had to so let... dependent on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's more like yeah, he, he had, had to, to let, let her... her have a man that could help raise the kid. Oh. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But then he ends up getting with that woman who just thinks, I, at one point in the film, this um, really hot redhead comes in. What's mm-hmm. the actress? Do you know? I don't know. Oh, she was hot. And she comes in and <laughs> what, she's just like. What am I, Paul MDB? She, she immediately comes in. Yes, you are. She immediately comes in and ha- they have a scene together and she starts doing some communication stuff and working with him. And then right when she was getting ready to leave, the wife was a little concerned. She's like, I hope that worked out. I don't know. He's not really good with communicating. And she's like, you don't understand what kind of a genius you have there. And the wife's like, what? And then that's it. All she had to do was just, that woman was so impressed by him that Stephen was like, bing. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, get on to the uh, grand finale. Oh, no. Okay. Karen's celebration of the birthdays to those who make the movies. It's time for Karen's birthdays. Take it away. Let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Mr. David Lynch. 
who turns 69 but can play anywhere from the founder of the Quiet Time Project, which teases meditation to school-aged children, to a caffeine-pushing coffee aficionado with a unique blend of kosher coffees. Mm, good to the last drop. Good to the last drop, which I found funny because in uh, in his show, uh, Twin Peaks, it's all about coffee. Like, oh, isn't... That is one damn good cup of coffee. That is one damn good cup of coffee. Can you do a David Lynch impersonation? Uh, sure. Doing do David Lynch making King You remind me today of a small Mexican Chihuahua. <laughs> King, <laughs> King Agent Dale Cooper. <laughs> King Wow. I King Quinoa. Is that like he a, makes quinoa, right? He right? Yeah, it's a video. It's like a thirteen-minute video yeah. that is the craziest <laughs> fucking thing you've ever seen. Here's the thing, though. I've never heard that before until him, and now it's like all the rage. Quinoa. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's a health food grain or some shit. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Do you eat that? No, Eddie? I don't eat. Does quinoa. anybody eat that? No. What's the rotten vegetable one? People must because, like, I even saw it on like a. It's like a couscous or Benigan's commercial or something. You can I now can't get even quinoa. Say it. You Who's can say it. Quinoa Benigan's. That's crazy. I was just going to ask you, what's your favorite David Lynch movie? Hey there, My, Hollywood. Quinoa. Quinoa. My favorite is called The Straight Story. Oh, yeah. Oh. I loved that. That Have you seen that? That's David Lynch? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that amazing? Lawnmower guy? Yeah. 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 That's a good movie. Anybody else have a Rated David Lynch? G. Elephant Man. Oh. Love that. That is a great movie. But I, something about timing again. I really love Wild at Heart. Oh yeah. When that came around, I was like uh, just in college, and it was it's pretty sexy, crazy. Yeah, that yeah. movie's that movie's in mental. So great. Did he Nicholas do Mulholland? Cage when he's at his prime? Did he do Mulholland? Mulholland yes. Drive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe that's his. They're also good. Yeah. Well, that, one, right. that one went a little too weird. Blue Velvet. <laughs> Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet's great. I don't know. He's gonna be doing. Is he gonna be? Oh. Doing? God, I hate them. They're so good. He's going to be directing um, Twin Peaks again, I believe. He's writing it right now. It's going to come out a new version. Yep, for TV. All right. Not because a TV single minute. Your loss. I have not seen a single minute of that show, Twin Peaks. Oh, it's so good. We All watched right. it on the ship. Stand by my statement. Yes. <laughs> Next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Sean Wayans, who turns 44 but can play anywhere from a brother to a white chick. We all know Sean from Scary Oh, wait, that brother series. joke's funny for two reasons. Because mm-hmm, yes. he's a brother of... And he's a brother. And he's a brother. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs> helping me feel better about that joke. Oh, no, it was Thank a really you, good Bart. joke. We all know Sean from the Scary Movie series, which he wrote and appeared in. We do? But, yes, let's pretend for the sake of this next contest oh, yes, that we do. <laughs> because do you know what other movies that he was in? So we're going to play a little game. Jeez. And I'm going to tell you the name of the movie, and all you have to do is say yes or no whether or not Sean Wayans was in the movie. Sean Wayans. Yes, Sean Wayans. Does that make a difference? Sean Wayans. Yes. Yes. He's a brother, and he was in Sean Sean Wayans. Wayans. To the game. You scary movie. All right, here we go. Don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Is that a movie that Sean Wayans was in or not? I say absolutely Boys in the Hood? (laughs) No. No, the one she the just one said. The one I just yeah, said yeah. about you, Juice. That's yeah, not but, Boys in the Hood. But you didn't give the title. You gave the description. <laughs> no, that's the title. I say yes. He's in it. Yes, he is in it. Yay. Wait, that's a title of something? Yes. Oh. A movie that Sean Wayans was in. Sean Wayans. Pay attention. All right. White Chicks 2. It would be hilarious if he wasn't in the sequel. Mm, anybody? <laughs> I don't think there is a White Chicks 2. That's the right <laughs> answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> We all win right. when there's we no way. We all win. <laughs> Here's another one. Thugaboo. Now, everyone pay attention because there's a colon in this. Thugaboo, colon, a miracle on D-Rock Street. 
Was he in it or not? And that's the title of a movie. Wrote and directed. He is in it. Yes, he is. How about Baby Daddy? No, yes. he's not. Oh, wait. No, Baby Daddy. No, Baby Daddy. I don't even know what that is. Oh, I'm thinking of Baby's I'm Kids. I'm thinking of Baby Mama, and I'm thinking of Little Man, and I'm putting them together. Yeah. I was thinking of Baby's Kids. Eddie, do you have a guess on Baby Daddy? No, no guess. No, wait. Baby Daddy is Amy Poehler and uh, Tina Fey. That's Mama. right. That's oh, Baby Mama. <laughs> but no, he was not in it. But he was in a movie called Dance Flick, where he played Baby Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> baby Daddy number one. Gotcha. And lastly, I'm going to get you, sucker. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes he was. Yeah. He is? Oh. Yes, he is. There's, there's, yes. a, lot of, there's now, a lot of Wayans, and he would have been young in that. He would have learned. We've learned a lot about Sean Wayans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We hopefully won't be tested on it. And lastly, mm-hmm. let's wish a very happy birthday to Jason Siegel, who turns 35, but can play anywhere from a freaky geek to a man muppet. Here are three. Everyone ready? Three fun facts about Jason. Okay. All right. Babies hate him because he is so gigantic. <laughs> there's a room in his house devoted purely to muppets. He wore a cape underneath his clothes until he was 12. Okay, and also, you know, Lee, how yes. much I love it when celebrities sing. There's nothing more that than Karen loves yes. than celebrity singing. Oh, that's true. So I wanted you guys to enjoy a little bit of Jason Siegel singing from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Have you ever heard of Dracula's Lament? Well, now's your chance. And he actually is puppeteering Dracula while he's singing it. One, two, three, four. He likes to sing a lot in his movie roles. So this is just one of a plethora I could have picked. He sounds like Seth Rogen. Or Dracula. He does sound like Dracula. Yes, you're right. It's getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get better. I've been drowning too long to believe that the tide's going to turn. I think that's him on the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps another movie showcast. Follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys on Facebook.com/slash the Movie Guys, as well as uh, Vimeo, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, all that shit. Thanks to Eddie Jemison. Hey, Eddie Jemison. King of Herrings. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> King of Herrings is out on VOD. Uh, that is includes Google Play and iTunes and Hulu and many other places where you can see that uh, fine film of his. Thank Any you. other plugs? What, what should we be doing? Is there social media we should be worrying about or anything? No, it's all it's been plugged. Thank you, I appreciate it. Right on, man. <laughs> and thanks to uh, Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can always find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Next week, we'll be back with more movies that I dare you to tell me are coming up. See you then. All right, now here's the thing. It sounds like The Cure or he sounds like Psychedelic Furs. Oh, yeah, he totally does. Right? You're right. There's a little, little Morrissey going on, <laughs> too, because Joy it kind of sounds like his singing doesn't go with the music. Yeah. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. <laughs> <laughs>